to the thrilling world of Security Squawk, where we explore cybersecurity. Guiding you through online threats will aid you in understanding safety protocols and trends. Meet our gurus, Brian from Exact IT, Reginald from Arc Solvers, and Randy from Tech Rescue. Together, we'll delve into current events and hot cybersecurity topics, helping you comprehend their impact. Stay informed, stay secure. Security Squawk, the business of cybersecurity. Buckle up, let's dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Security Squawk. I am your co-host, Brian, here with Andre and Randy. How are you guys? Good. How are you? What's going on? Good, man. Not a whole lot. Got a lot to cover. We're going to jump right into it because we only have 28 minutes, right, Andre? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, I have a 2 o'clock and I want to... I have my, my sands of time running here, so I stay on track. Uh, so we're going to jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about. First thing we're going to jump into, guys, is uh, this change healthcare that's going to lead into a, a discussion uh, in a little bit about, you know, what caused the change healthcare. But let, let's get into uh, this event that happened with this. I guess it's a, a pharmaceutical chain. Is that what we're dealing with here? Right. So, um there's been a cyber attack targeting Change Healthcare, which is a subsidiary of United Health Group. This attack, which began on Wednesday and was ongoing uh, by Friday, has led to prescription delays and disruptions at various pharmacies across the U.S. United Health Group identified the perpetrator as a suspected nation-state-associated cybersecurity threat actor who gained access to Change Healthcare's IT systems. In response, the company quickly isolated the impacted systems to prevent further damage. Despite the disruptions, United Health Group assures that the rest of its systems are operational and the issue seems confined to change healthcare. Major pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens reported being affected, although Walgreens noted that the vast majority of prescriptions were not impacted. Other entities, including Publix and GoodRx, also reported disruptions. So, Guys, let's get into this, and I don't know how much we want to talk about why this happened, because we're going to talk about kind of why in, in, in our next discussion, but it's pretty pretty wild that, you know, uh, here we have another healthcare organization that is dealing with some kind of cyber attack. They really haven't said whether it's ransomware or not. Right. Um, yeah, and it's a it's a big deal because the companies that are using um, the companies that are using this particular software are being affected. Um, in fact, I got a uh, text this morning from an office manager at a doctor's office that that we support, um, saying they haven't been able to write electronic um, prescriptions um, because of this particular healthcare system being down. They use it online; it's a portal. Um, so they basically have had to write handwrite prescriptions like the old school way, I guess. <laughs> so um, so there are workarounds uh, for it. Andre, thoughts? Um, well, I'm waiting for that second article to let you know. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, yeah, I got to just I, I can't hold back. I got to I got to talk about it. So anything in particular, other than the fact that we don't know much, that you you guys are 
that you guys are picking up on this particular attack or um yeah the the thing that they they mentioned right off the bat is that they suspected a nation state actor right right um i mean although we shouldn't be surprised with the things going on in the world it is a little surprising i guess um that it would be a nation state actor who's uh you know affecting our critical infrastructure so i mean isn't that an act of war do you know what i mean like are we just playing around here or what anyway uh, it's that that did raise my eyebrows when I read that. So, uh, uh, Randy, or Randy, when we were setting up the show today, you mentioned that this whole change healthcare thing, and that's you know going into our next discussion. The whole change healthcare thing uh, was a result of this this vulnerability that we're going to talk about next. It's kind of taking our industry by storm a little bit. And this is this ConnectWise Screen Connect RCE vulnerability alert. Uh, and just quickly, ConnectWise, which is a large software provider for IT companies, has issued an urgent warning to administrators of one of its software platforms called Screen Connect. Uh, and it, the warning is related to a remote a uh, critical remote code execution, also known as an RCE flaw, that poses a severe security risk. The flaw is attributed to an, uh, an, an authentication bypass weakness, allowing attackers to access sensitive data or execute arbitrary code on vulnerable servers without user interaction. Alongside of this, a path Traversal vulnerability was also addressed, albeit requiring high-level privileges to exploit. So, what do we know about you know this is this is that you know the ConnectWise vulnerability? But what do we know about the change healthcare uh, situation that's related to this? Um, well, so it's probably through their MSP, um, through some sort of, because they're saying internally that they're not a direct customer of ConnectWise. Um, so maybe there's an IT um, organization that's working with them. Um, also, I've read that since the um, what they're seeing is LockBit, um, associated with a lot of these, that there could be something, a uh, connection there. Um, I'm not sure if that answers your, uh, your question um, exactly, um, but uh, there's still, sounds like there's a lot of information we still need to learn um, about this particular attack. I will say this though, my, my prediction, probably all y'all are thinking the same thing. What was the big the big vulnerability of the last like year and a half, it was the move it software. And, mm -hmm. you know, multiple times, it was like the vulnerability that keeps on giving. I think this is going to be the move it software of 2024 is this, uh, this connect wise screen connect. And it just also really underlines how important it is for it companies to, to be as extremely secure as they can, because that's where we're seeing a lot of attacks come. Cause if they can break into, an IT company or an IT company provider, um, then they can get into more than one customer typically. So a lot of, lot of, uh, 
a lot of high concern there. Yeah, and this is when it um, this is when it's important because when it came out for us, of course, we saw it on our blogs that we we follow, but we also had our um, our SOC team now do a scan on all of our computers to see if this uh, particular version was running. And mm -hmm. we do some co-manage work where we're like the hands and feet of the client, but then um, they have their tools, we have our tools and so forth like that. And they gave us a list of clients that we actually need to go to to present this to say, well, more to us to then say, hey, you have the software, um, you know, you need to do the update, you need to do the patch. So um, just kind of, because I can even remember um, me doing assessments on clients' um, computers and so forth. And when we do the audit, we see that there's old RMM tools, remote management tools. We see yeah. all of the things that just are lingering that for whatever reason, it was just always hard to remove or somebody was being lazy or whatever the case is. So this just goes to show you that um, you should not be managing your IT by yourself. And you need you know people like us that can um, be able to help identify these things. and and um, action. Did you guys see that YouTube video where it was like a showdown and it kind of showed how many um, connect, um, you know, these screen connects servers that were still, but it wasn't that, I think I want to say like 6,000 if I, if I wasn't. Wow. 7,600. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. 7,600. And at the time um, that the article came out that we were looking at in the green room, only 160 had been updated. Wow. So wow. there's a lot of Screen Connect servers that are vulnerable right now. Wow. <clears throat> Which, you know, what does that mean for, you know, what do, what do we know doing this show for so long? Like, that's going to happen in the next two weeks to three, four months, right? As, right. as they blow through and try to, you know... Uh, impact as many organizations that fail i mean we know that these servers are most of them are not going to get patched and you know we know that connectwise is also um you know going out there and saying that they're going to revoke the licenses of anybody who doesn't upgrade as a precaution or as a as a necessary measure as a result of this um, because if you're not going to do your part and update your systems and they're just going to disable your server. So it can't be used to exploit other computers out there. Right. Cause, uh, connect wise is a remote control access tool. Like you have complete control over the system when you have this software on the computers. So this is what it companies use to remote into your computer to administer your systems. Uh, so it's a big deal. If somebody gets a hold of this, they can do a lot of damage, number one. Uh, number two, it's a, it's a smart move on ConnectWise part, you know, to to do this, to, to disable these servers and disable these licenses. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know if, I don't know if that's like a silver bullet to the problem, right? It disables the server, but what about all the, endpoints that have mm -hmm. an agent on them you know could they potentially be exploited somehow some way so i also think it was a business move on connectwise's part because it's obviously been out there that they are looking to be purchased or merged and i would imagine that a black eye like this would not uh do well for their 
valuations. So I'm gonna make that go down. Um, <laughs> you mentioned at the beginning when you were reading about the flaw, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned path traversal, <clears throat> and then what you were reading said, but you have to have admin access, but you can do remote your remote code execution. So you could just create an admin and then that admin could do path path traversal, correct? So is that really a, do we really need to, to, to separate? Um, I mean, that's probably outside the scope of the show, but it just seems like somebody that's creative just a little bit could get access to the path traversal as well. We which have to have admin access to the operating system. It, it seems like it seems like the remote code execution, you could run code to make a new well, app. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Yes. So I mean, if assuming Screen Connect agent is on that post, right? And can be remoted into. All right. Anything else on this, guys, before we move on to uh Looks like Loan Depot is next up on the docket. Mm -hmm. All good? All good. All right. Let's, uh, let's move right along the Loan Depot. So a, a January ransomware attack on Loan Depot, a leading loan and mortgage company, confirmed that sensitive personal information, including your precious social security number, was exposed of nearly 17 million customers. Was you said precious? Your precious social security number. My social security number is public at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so initially reported to federal regulators as affecting only 16.6 .6 million customers, the breach extent broadened, encompassing names, dates of birth, contact details, financial account numbers, and more. The incident left many customers unable to access their accounts or make payments for weeks, highlighting the growing trend of cyber attacks on financial institutions, especially big mortgage companies. Uh, and Loan Depot anticipates a financial hit of 12 to 17 million in the first quarter due to the breach, mm -hmm. marking a significant impact on its operations. So that's about a dollar a customer. I might do my math. Mm -hmm. Um, probably end up being more than that at the end of the day. That'll be that's my prediction. Yeah. And, and this is as as usual. These are these are huge. You're, you said precious, and we did make the joke. You know that it's already all public. Yes, but um, probably probably is. But still, releasing of social security numbers is uh, uh that's a big black eye. You know, uh, after uh. This attack we already talked about, I think it was last month, right? When this happened, um, big black eye. So I was trying to find the original article when we talked about it, because, you know, typically they say nothing to see here, but I couldn't find that in this case. Yeah. So anything else on this, guys, other than 17 million people's informations out there, a little uh, five five 500,000 more than they thought. Uh, a week ago or so. Um, this is just crazy how much information is out there on, on individuals uh, today. And again, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I heard somebody the other day say that basically that their clientele and, and they service a, like a low end clientele 
of businesses that basically uh, they're, they're, and I, I would just want to ask you if you guys agree with this kind of like thought process, um, but they basically said that they don't need to worry about protecting uh, data for their, their clients' data doesn't matter because if anybody got it, they wouldn't be able to do anything with it anyway, meaning that their credit is so bad and, and they're like, they really just don't have any money. So if their identity was stolen, it's not like anybody could do anything with it. So that's one side of the coin and one person that I've heard say that to me. The other side of it is, is I think like in this 17 million, there's definitely people who have good credit, who make money, who can absolutely 100%, you know, be victims of some massive identity fraud and theft. So um, that's, that's just stating like not all 17 million of these people have poor credit and things like that. Um, where you can't do anything with their information if you had it. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, with is that a safe? Is that a safe thought process? Is because you have like maybe no. bad credit, no. you can't no. be scammed. That's, right? that's a poor man's mindset. Right, right. So it's it's no different than we've we've talked to business owners before. They're like, oh, if we get fished or if we get breached or whatever, we'll just close down shop and open up with a new name. Like it doesn't work that way. And also there are probably of these 17 million, probably the majority of them are making good money just because they have bad credit. Doesn't mean they don't have money coming through and because they can, yeah, maybe you can't go open something in their name. Although you're going to find accounts that'll let you have low credit and open up something in your name they can still scam you for things. And what we're seeing a lot of is emails that are coming through that are so, so like dialed down because of all the information that's available out there to AI. Um, and they're so personalized. So this this is gonna just add, you know, add to that. Doesn't matter if you have bad credit, everybody has something that somebody that somebody wants to steal. Even if you're making $12,000 a year and have horrible credit and you think, oh, I'm not worth anything, that $12,000 a year is still better than probably 75% of the people on the planet make. And so you're still a target, even if you're making $12,000 a year. Yeah. Thoughts? Any more thoughts, Andre? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All, right. All right, guys. Next article up on the docket that I have is this lock bit. Surprise, surprise, they are back. Hmm. Let me grab my show notes here. Um, as I mentioned, because, uh, you know, what was it? Alfie was the last one that was taken down. Is that is that mm -hmm. right? I think so. Um, and I was saying that, you know, lock bit's already back up and they were taken down in December and they're back kind of – you know, the word on the street is they're back and kind of better than ever, at least um, their infrastructure. And it's going to be harder for them to be taken down this time, apparently. Um, but Lockbit ransomware after a brief disruption by law enforcement, which hackers, uh, which hacked their servers, announced a resurgence with new infrastructure. The gang is known for uh, its ransomware attacks. They vowed to focus more on government sectors responding to the takedown of its 34 servers by authorities under Operation Kronos. 
But despite the loss, Lockbit admitted to negligence, particularly in updating PHP, which led to the breach. They plan to enhance their operation security, decentralize their affiliate panels, and introduce manual decryptor releases to minimize future risks. The incident underscores the persistent threat posed by ransomware gangs and the challenges in curbing their activities. So, as my friend Randy always likes to say, it's a cat and mouse game. So let's talk about where we at. Where's the cat and where's the mouse? Hmm. Well, they restored their servers. They're back up and they're talking trash. Um, they refer to all government in the whole world as the FBI. And so they're back up and they are saying that, you know, they're doing what they want to do. They're saying they got hacked because they hacked the Fulton County servers and a lot of information which would affect the outcome of the U.S. election. They were able to steal mm. off of wow. those uh, servers. So, um, so yeah, they're uh, in in big trouble because of that. Sounds like, um, but they updated their uh, PHP and got back online. So they said that it didn't affect their servers that didn't have PHP. So that it was a, apparently a PHP vulnerability. The, the note the guy says is he says that he's been making so much money that he got lazy and he didn't. Not, not so much money. He's swimming in money. Yes. Oh, he became, yeah. I mean, how many times have you guys heard me say it on the show that the infrastructure of cyber criminals is just out there? It just works. It, it's not built with security in mind. And now they're starting to... Again, the basics, right? Updating your stuff, making sure that your stuff is up to date, not having a, a, an old version of PHP running on your web server. Yeah, you're probably going to get hacked. Um, not surprised there. So, And there's an, another article that talked about in the last 18 months, um, they've made $125 million in, in payments. So mm, there's mm. currently, but you know, I would ask, like, how much is where at some point you're like, all right, I'm done. Let me cash out, put you know, put in my chips and like go retire. Like that's how the movies used to be back in the days, right? You, you know, they get the five million dollars. The bank robber goes to Hawaii and just lives his life, you know, and just forget about everything else. Well, you know, not everybody's motivated by money, right? Some <laughs> for some people, it's just a byproduct. Sometimes it's the thrill of the chase. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And whether they can do it or not. And if they say they're going after the government now, moving forward, I, I would I would take that as a, a shot across the bow of probably a lot of law enforcement agencies uh, in the United States because it's you know for these guys it's payback time, right? Yeah, that's going to be embarrassing. Remember, we we've done um, some uh, news articles about the actual um, police agency getting uh, compromised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, I remember it happened down in Washington, and they were snitching on snitches. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is like something right out of a movie, man. All right, so we're blowing through the topics today, guys. Good job. Um, we have about five minutes left before Andre has to go to a big meeting. So why don't we talk about some of these eight worrying cybersecurity statistics? that you need to know about in 2024. Um, I'll just rattle them off here and we can kind of talk about the ones that, you know, pique your interest. 
you want us to just interrupt you when we get to one that catches uh, our sure. eye? Well, the first one's phishing attacks as a top data breach cause. Surprise. Already all knew that. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, lack of awareness among business leaders. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more information. 11% of business leaders were unsure if their company experienced a data breach in 2023. How do you not know? <laughs> highlighting, highlighting the need for, again, if you don't have a conversation with the cybersecurity professional and you choose to bury your head in the sand. Yep. Because that's what they're doing. Yep. And it's not really highlighting a need for better visibility. It's forcing business leaders to take this stuff seriously. <clears throat> like the reason business leaders are saying they're unsure is because they pretend dumb. They yep. plead dumb. And yep. then because when something bad happens, they can just say, I didn't know. Yep. And that's the game that business leaders are figuring out or being told by somebody to play until the government steps in and tells each industry, you need to start doing this stuff. I, I think the uh, the repercussions of that or the downside, the downsides of that is you're losing sleep at night. If that's you, if you're just sticking your head in the sand, because I think some of this is also business, maybe business leaders that are too busy or don't don't think they can afford to know. But you're losing those those unknowns like business leaders crave like knowing things. And they really hate the unknowns and those that unknown of not knowing if you're hacked or not. Um, I guarantee you that's causing you sleep and it's worth time and money to get to the bottom of it and have a definitive yes or no. Yeah. And then talk about data that contradicts one another. You got 11% of business leaders being unsure if their company has even experienced a data breach, but Despite the commonality of data breaches, 78% of businesses surveyed did not suffer a data breach in 2023. Well, if you don't have the visibility, how would you know? Right. <laughs> so this is saying that it suggests that robust cybersecurity measures can effectively mitigate risk, which is true. But I don't think companies are investing in those tools to know whether they got breached or not. Um, it does, did say 22% of businesses did experience a breach indicating a substantial risk. I would say it's probably higher than that. Um, but yeah, that really I mean, that's still one out of four ish, one out of five ish did have a breach. That's in one year, that's just in last year. So I, I think we ought to be careful about, you know, oh, the 78%, you know, didn't. Wow, that's a great number. No, 22% did which is, you know, like I said, between one in four and one out of five of all businesses that did. And that's a lot. That's a lot of, of breaches, man. So I'm about to get started. I'm going to take a deep Increased breath. Increased risk with larger teams. Surprise, surprise. A survey found that mm -hmm. businesses with more than 25 employees face a significantly higher risk of a data breach. The likelihood yep. almost triples compared to a small business. Yep. Cybersecurity wow. 101 right there. Yep. Cybersecurity impact on business performance. 40% of business leaders believe that cybersecurity threats will highly affect their organization performance in 2024. Uh, Underutilization of cybersecurity tools. I said that earlier. A majority of respondents are not using essential cybersecurity tools. 
66% are not using password managers. So there you go. Mm. Uh, emergence of AI and cybersecurity, nearly one-fifth of businesses surveyed are incorporating artificial intelligence into their cybersecurity strategies. I would bet to say that that's probably a lot of people just saying that because yeah. somebody else had it in their marketing um, would be my guess. Um and, and don't believe everything that you read. I'll say, I'll just say yeah. that <laughs> confidence and data breach response. Uh, more than a quarter of businesses, leaders lack confidence in their company's abilities to defend and respond to a data breach. Wow. 26%. What's that? That's 26%. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get, so you got 26% worry that they wouldn't even be able to respond. 78% of those people didn't even get attacked last year. Or at least they don't think they did. So these numbers aren't great. They're not great at all, man. Can you so, imagine going to bed? That's one out of four. Going to right. bed almost. Basically going to bed every night. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I'm, I'm in an office complex, right? And there's probably, I don't know. 40 businesses around here. So that would be 10 businesses mm -hmm. in this, you know, that could be, you know, that will eventually get hit probably in the next five years. And that don't know if they could even respond, you know, and look at the bad guys that we talked about in the last segment. They got back up and rolling in five days. Mm -hmm. A blip. Yeah. Someone tells me it doesn't take much for them to get up and run. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we got to let Andre go. He's got a big meeting. Thanks for your Thank time. You. And we will see everyone next week. Take care, everyone. All right.